into a Hall of Fame podcast. Hey, I'm Jack. I'm Jack. And I'm Jeff. I'm Jeff. This is Jack and Jeff, they say. And this is just Buds. This just up. Fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome back, Suffucks. <laughs> this is Just Buds. Welcome back, Buds. Welcome back, Buds. Welcome back, Buds. Welcome back. That was smooth. Welcome back, Buds. Welcome back, Buds. Wait. Yeah, we already said that yeah, a bunch of times. I'm not over that intro yet. It's pretty great. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I have no complaints with it. The only complaint I have is having to hear my voice from 2016 coming out of my left ear. Or coming into my left ear, I guess. I really like that part. I like it too. You just don't like hearing yourself. I just don't like hearing myself. Fair enough. I don't think anybody does. Anyone? Nobody likes hearing me or nobody likes hearing themselves? Both. (laughs) A little bit of both. Yeah. So... Um, no, 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 you first, you first. I feel like you had something to say and I was just trying to move the, keep it moving. So go ahead. Mm, yeah. Okay. All I was going to say is, uh, when we had Carter and Robel open, I know I texted you this already, but I didn't text all of our listeners this. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was very confused thinking, do I have the right podcast? And then 10 minutes later was still very f- confused thinking, am I sure this is the right podcast? <laughs> so we got him. Good. I mean, that's exactly what we were shooting for, so that's good to hear. Had the desired effect, at least on one person. Yeah. Um, episode two, welcome to the thing. I feel like because every episode might be somebody's first episode, we should kind of like, at least every beginning of the every season, we should at least like say, welcome people and say what's going on. Let them know what we do. Why are we here, you know? I like to think I, I have now a, a term for what we are. And okay, so I was just like good. saying, it's all, you know, it's like Seinfeld, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I was um, going to ask because I'm kind of sick of saying that. What do you say when someone asks? It's a free form format. Free form. It's anything and everything. It's free form. You know, just, just like uh, ABC Family. That's not free form. <laughs> This sounds so official. Yeah. It, it's far easier to say, too, than, you know, just kind of coming up with something. It's like, yeah, you know Seinfeld, that TV show? We're kind of like... We're, we're like, like that, but... Uh, only our voices. Yeah. Um, so, Freeform. Freeform. We're a Freeform, freeform format or Freeform podcast, because Freeform format sounds like it's got too many forms. Well, technically, it's a Freeform format for the podcast. Say the format of the podcast is freeform. <laughs> okay, okay, that's better. Yeah, yeah. Format of the podcast is freeform. Then someone's gonna say, oh, what's, "What's that mean?" What is well, it's like Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, we uh, we're gonna need a deeper explanation. Yeah, at some point. Um, so yeah, welcome. We talk about anything we like. We're two mid mid twenty year olds just living life. Used to be two teenagers just living life. Not on the podcast though. Really? Yep. We were always in our 20s. Oh, you might have always been in your 20s. Oh. Hmm. Used to be I, one I teenager and that. one 20-year-old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've come a long way. I wouldn't even... I didn't used to talk about alcohol or other substances because I wasn't 21 yet. Yep. We always talked about it, not from personal... No, never. No, no, no. Never from personal use yeah. slash abuse. Yeah. Um, but now we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can. Yeah. I don't have a... Any organization that I have to uphold? Well, I kind of do, but... Um, a lot of times we do apologies right out the get-go to kind of make fun of apology culture. 
And this week I have an apology for animals. Now, the, oh, before we get into the apologies, okay. is our apologies kind of turning from making fun of apology culture to making fun of cancel culture? I see it as one and the same because people who got canceled have to then apologize or get canceled. So I've, I've always encountered it as one and the same. Like we're, we're getting in front of being canceled because we're apologizing right out the get-go. Can't cancel us if we say sorry. Exactly. All right, what do you got? Well, let's hit him with a... I'm so sorry. Uh, so PETA just put out a list of new idioms that, they th- that are acceptable for um, people to be using. And I wanted to just apologize to the animals because I didn't know these were harmful. Oh, um, I have a list of them. Do you want? Let's go I'd, through. I'd like to go through them. Have we been hurting animals' feelings? We have been hurting animals' feelings, no. especially when you call Jerry a retard. He's. I don't think I've. Yeah, I have called. Yeah. Jerry. <laughs> I've um, called Jerry a lot of names. If Jerry was a human, ooh, he'd have killed me by now. Yeah, he he would have at least moved out. <laughs> yep, he wouldn't live here. Yeah. He he wouldn't like me. No. But like I've gotten into telling. <laughs> this is a podcast. I can say what I want. Yeah, go for it. I've gotten I've gotten into telling him what a bad cat he is and how much I have a distaste for him in a happy tone. Mm. So he still likes me. I've done my job in making him like Kristen more than he likes me. But now I still need him to actually like me a little bit. I feel like maybe that's not your doing, and maybe it's her doing. Who's you know, doing? Her her doing. Kristen's doing. Yeah, with making Jerry like her more. Giving him treats all the time, cuddling and being playing and, you know, just overly affectionate where you're just like, get the fuck away from me. Maybe maybe it's more so her doing than yours. I don't know, because I've been pretty, I've tried pretty hard not to enjoy the cat's presence just so the cat knows like, hey, you better like her more because I'm not going to take care of you, mm. even though I really will take care of the cat. Will you be doing this with one of your children? Like mom mm. or Although I feel like kids are more inherently into moms than they are into their fathers. Yeah, unless they're girls when they're like 14 to 17. Yeah. I'll, I will be the I, favorite. I don't have a experience with that one, so maybe. I'm pretty. It's like a stereotypical thing. Teenage girls hate their moms. Um, mm. But I'll, I'll be the favorite of the teenage girls, and then it'll switch back. Yeah. I don't, it's, it'll be an interesting dyna- dynamic. It Stay tuned be. for the next seven seasons until it happens. We'll let you know. Seven? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so here are PETA's approved idioms and they're, so they're not approved, um, and they're replacements that are now approved. Okay. So you got to say sorry before you say all the not approved ones. Okay. I am so sorry for spilling or for crying over spilled milk. What I should have been saying is, um, cry over burnt toast. Don't cry over spilled milk. You should be not crying over burnt toast. But the wheat was alive once. Don't you think the wheat would mm-hmm. feel bad True. that you're burning it? Yeah. And then not crying about it because you don't think it's a big deal? Yeah. That's a good point. All that enriched flour? That's a good point. Peter oh. didn't think about it. Fuck you, Peter. Peter's not thinking about the plants. They're thinking about the animals. I'm so sorry that uh, I have been saying packed in like sardines. I should have been saying packed in like pickles. Packed in like pickles. Pickles were alive once too, PETA. People don't give a fuck about plants. You know, (laughs) I guess not. Didn't, is it true or false that fish like don't actually have sense, like feeling senses, the sense of feeling? I think that's been proven false um, to a degree, I think. I heard that when I was like eight years old and just ran with it. I think 
when we were eight that the science was true then, but science has evolved and or PETA has corrupted big science and now PETA is big science. True. Packed like pickles. Yep. Uh, I am so sorry for saying I was on a wild goose chase. I should have been saying I was out chasing rainbows. Now, what is a wild goose chase? Um, I'm sure there's some sort of real story behind where it came from, but in my mind, it's just like a goose out there, just like goosing along, and then a child going. Like, basically, what this picture is is a child running after a rainbow, but get rid of the rainbow, and it's a goose. Now, I've got a couple of problems with this. Go for it. First off, a goose isn't going to run away from your dumbass. A, a goose, goose is, is going to be chasing you. at your dumbass. Yeah, yeah. Like, that shouldn't be a thing in the first place. Yeah. Chasing rainbows also, if a goose happened to be afraid of you, which it wouldn't, I think chasing a rainbow would be absolutely nothing like chasing a goose. I could catch a goose. I agree. But actually, on the reverse here, I think chasing rainbows for what it means... What the idiom means actually makes more sense than chasing a wild goose. Wild gooses are everywhere. True. You will achieve chasing a wild goose. And maybe if the goose, like you sneak up on it, you could actually tackle and uh, achieve the accomplished goose. I think if I tackle a goose, that goose is dead. <laughs> if, I, if I land on it and I get flagged for un, uh, intention, what is it? Uh, unnecessary roughness on the goose. <laughs> that goose is going to die. Yeah, true. But I'm just saying, you'll never catch the rainbow you may taste it never catch it yeah that's fair yeah and also like there's a pot of gold at the other end of a rainbow so like let's i think that i'm on board with that one what about chasing waterfalls they always say not to do it (laughs) but like it sounds so fun sounds fun it's you can make a weekend out of chasing waterfalls um i'm so sorry for having ants in my pants. What I should have been having in my pants is pepper. Both sound uncomfortable. Yes, but I think you could get away with pepper. Like ants are you like you're going to freak out. I think you I'm, could have pepper in your pants and be fine. And just sit there and be like, "Damn it, I guess I have pepper in my pants now." Yeah. Yeah. But No, there's no but. Having ants in your pants would stink. Mm-hmm. Especially else? if they're fire ants. Oh, yeah, that'd be terrible. I got bit by one fire ant one time. Wouldn't want to do that again. Mm-mm. Ants in your pants. What is there anything else that I guess wasn't ever living that you could put in your pants that would be horrible like ants? I was going to say poison ivy, but that was living at one point. But PETA has proven they don't give a fuck about plants. So poison ivy would suck. That'd be awful. Poison ivy pants. Yep. Or really even... Okay, so the picture demonstrates have... pepper, but I guess like if you had ha- um, a habanero pepper in your pants... That could sting. Yep. I think the poison ivy really does it, though. They should have done poison ivy because ants would make you squirm around and like itch and sh- try and shush it off you. You'd do the same thing with poison ivy. Mm-hmm. Peter, like, how long did it take him to come up with this fucking list? <laughs> who, was, who was in this consulting meeting saying, you know, yeah, I think they should chase rainbows and put, put pepper in their pants? <laughs> Leave the wild goose alone. Um, I'm so sorry for walking on eggshells. What I should have been walking on is glass. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but the eggshells... It's 
the discard. It, they're done with the shell. Ducks themselves and other shelled animals, mammals, birds, whatever comes out of shells. I don't think any mammals come out of shells. Platypus, uh, but that's it. Okay. They walk on their own fucking shells. Yeah. And I can only assume that the saying, the idiom, doesn't mean that you're taking a full egg and breaking it <laughs> and then walking on Because that I could see being harmful. <laughs> that's a waste of food. It's a waste of a chicken embryo. Yeah. I understand so, that. So start walking on broken glass, not just eggshells. Now, I guess I've never walked on broken eggshells, literally. Do yep. you think it would hurt in bare feet just as bad as Absolutely on not. Glass? No shot. <laughs> what if they're duck eggs or what if they're like ostrich eggs? Like the Maybe ones? an ostrich egg. Because like those fuckers, like you got to put effort into breaking on a, a table. So I could see stepping on one of those hurting as bad as glass. But like a duck or a, a snake egg or a, a spider egg, no. Mm, especially spider eggs. Yeah. Would you rather do a fire walk or a, wa- a glass walk? Fire walk. Really? Yeah. Explain your thinking there. Um, there's technique about dispersing your weight and speed that you can kind of get by. Where glass, you're stepping on it, it's getting lodged, and you're just, then every step, you're just lodging just it deeper and worse. deeper. Yeah, that's... Okay. Fire walk or Lego walk. Lego walk. Have you ever stepped on a Lego? Yes. Though? It's kind of the Everyth- worst thing ever. Everything about Legos, I think, is overhyped. I hate the building. I hate the imagination. And I hate the, the internet culture that stepping on Legos is the worst thing in the world. It is the worst thing in the world. This goes back to it. a season zero rant of mine. The internet takes things and just makes it to the hundredth degree and just like fucking over-exaggerates. It's not that bad. It Get the fuck over it. You're a stupid 90s kid who's now 20. Grow up. I don't know if that there's deserves worse, a rant. There's worse things in the world than stepping on Legos. Like stepping on fire and glass. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry for killing two birds with one stone. You shouldn't kill birds. Yeah. I should feed two birds with one scone. Aha. Okay. This one <laughs> I can get on board with. This one, Nice job, Peter. That yeah. even It kind of has the same ring. You're not killing anything. That is a good one. I don't even think you could kill two birds with one stone if you tried. No, but you can definitely feed two birds with one scum. Absolutely. Yeah. Although, I mean, think about all the, uh, like, if there's frosting on that scone, you got to think about, that's not good for birds. Birds shouldn't be eating that. It's, you're milking, you're taking a calf's milk away from the calf. Like, well, okay, the mom's milk from the calf. You need to make that so that it's harmful to the, the, Cows. Peta's not weighing their options well. No, it's it's definitely got to be a dairy fl- dairy free, gluten free, uh, boring cardboard scone. He- heavy on the wheat. Yep, lots yeah. of wheat. Uh, I'm so sorry for letting the cat out of the bag. I should have been spilling the beans. But you're being per- you're letting the cat out of the bag. You, <laughs> you are welcome, cat. I'm gonna keep my cat in the bag. Yeah, from now on. I'll, show, I'll show you, Peter. <laughs> I, I imagine a guy with a, a a sack with a cat in it, just like, <laughs> but he's pouring the beans out of a jar. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining people driving by a Peter headquarters throwing sacks of cats. <laughs> you let it out of the bag. <laughs> like unzip it, Peter. I dare you. I'm gonna film them letting cats out of bags. Uh, I'm so sorry for taking the bull by the horns. 
what I should have been doing is taking the flower by the thorns. That's just going to hurt you. Yeah. Well, I mean, taking a bull by the horns is going to hurt you too. I suppose. But I don't think they mean the same thing. Taking a bull by the horns means like you're taking a thing head on and you're like facing what what it's going to the problem. Taking a, a, a rose or a flower by its thorns is just that's making just, a dumb decision. That's kind of creating a problem. Yeah. In itself. That's I they they tried to stick with the same ring like the the last one that I already forgot about. <laughs> Feeding two birds with one <laughs> scone. Yeah. Feeding two birds with one scone, but it just doesn't make any sense. How about this one? I scrolled by a lot of dumb ones. Um, be, I'm so sorry for beating a dead horse. What I should have been doing is feeding a dead horse. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Try again. Eat it! Eat, Eat it! it. <laughs> <laughs> Forcing it to chew. You can't see what I'm doing, audience. Grab the horse's mouth and force it to chew the food. You're you're even doing this sideways, chewing the horses. <laughs> I meant I should have been feeding a fed horse. So he he's already full, but you're already, you're still feeding him. It, it, that's one I like as well. Promoting horse obesity. Well, no, it's like you shouldn't be feeding a, de- a fed horse. And you shouldn't be beating a dead horse either. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I, you can physically beat a dead horse. I don't know if a full, <laughs> a fed full horse is going to take food out of your hand. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what the meaning says to try to make something happen that has has no chance of happening. Oh, I think a horse is going to keep eating if you're going to keep feeding. That's possible, and I think. If you're already beating a dead horse, I think you're going to keep beating that dead horse. <laughs> I now know what beating a dead horse... They mean like racing, I think. Like to move, like go. Uh, <laughs> I've never understood that until I read this meme. That makes so much <laughs> I, more sense. I've always pictured a dead horse and just somebody punching <laughs> it. Like one of those, one of the junkyards where you can take baseball bats and just break stuff. Yeah. I was figuring <laughs> there was a dead horse. <laughs> like a horse carcass. It's a farm full of dead animals <laughs> for people to just beat the shit out of. Oh, we're dumb. <laughs> I'm so sorry for bringing home the bacon. I should have been bringing home the bagels. But bacon, I I just feel bacon is much more valuable than bagels. Agreed. But bacon comes from animals, and we don't want to be slaughtering all the animals. That's true, but it's it doesn't... I guess it. Do you think it would be harder to kill a pig? It, that's, that's just the beginning. That's the beginning. You got to kill the pig. You have to fillet the pig, yeah. and you have to get the bacon. Or do you think it would be harder to bake a bagel? I think it's easier to bake a bagel, but I think their whole thing is they want to stop that first option from happening altogether. So they don't want us to work hard anymore. I just don't think they want us to have bacon. I think they should have come up with something that is equally as difficult as slaughtering a pig and getting bacon. That it then. That, yeah, that's it. Equally yeah. as difficult. My problem <laughs> with this one is actually there's already a saying that's I'm making bread. I make the bread. You I get put, that bread. I, yeah. Like it's already a thing. Why'd they go with bagels? 
that just seems exclusive of all their other breads. Yeah. There's so many other breads. And honestly, how often do you bring home the bagels? Not very. Yeah. Bagels are just way too many carbs. I guess bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Yeah. <laughs> or it could be weekly, depending on... Depending on, yes. The job. Yeah. Could be daily if you're a stripper. Yeah, depending on how close the grocery store is. How do, how would a stripper stay so fit if she's bringing home bagels every day? Well, how she staying fit bringing home bacon every day? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, I'm so sorry for letting or for opening a can of worms. I should have been opening Pandora's box. Excuse me. Uh, I think I almost said something stupid. I was about to mention Schrodinger's cat. But I don't think that cat is in Pandora's box. I don't know whose cat that is. It's that could be Queso as far as I know. Could be. No, Schrodinger's cat is the... It's the theory of, like, there's a cat in a box. No, if, it's in a bag. No, not anymore. It's a box. No, now. no, we kept it in a bag. Oh, we ca- oh yeah, because yeah. we kept it in the bag. Cat's in the bag. If in you a op- box. <laughs> the cat is alive. Yeah. But if you open it, the cat's dead. So it's... It, I don't really understand. Oh, and it so it's kind of like a Sophie's Choice kind of thing. You want yeah. to let the cat out of the box, but if you in doing so, you kill the cat. Mm-hmm. Got it. So I don't know the meaning of it or why it's a thing. If someone wants to chime in, feel free. But. Yeah, that's that, not Pandora's box. Pandora's box is like opening up a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's a great description. I it's know exactly uh, what you're talking about now. <laughs> it's like opening up chaos the world, which... Opening a can of worms, I mean, for the worms, life just got good. It's a whole new can Imagine, of yeah, imagine you're, you're a worm in a can and now it's open. Well, thank God. Yeah, I guess that is their only chance of escaping. They're yeah. not going to escape a closed can. You know, they will not. I got two more. Um, these last ones aren't great. Um, let's start with this one. Uh, and then this one is... I'm so sorry for saying there's more than one way to skin a cat. What I should have said is more than one way to peel a potato. There's more than one way to peel a potato. Which is there? I suppose. I don't, I mean, they're doing the spiral and then like different strokes, but like. Oh, I was thinking like different utensils you could use to peel a potato. You could use a knife. You could use a carrot peeler. You could use a, one of the. You call those carrot peelers. I always called them potato peelers. Maybe they're different things. Maybe they are. There could be like a large potato peeler and like a small carrot peeler. I'm so sorry for putting all my eggs in one basket. What I should have been doing is putting all my berries in one bowl. Now, this this one hits home because you know I like to make jokes. Yeah. And you know that (laughs) I think my jokes are hilarious. I'm just plain hysterical. And you know that Kristen does not find most of my jokes funny. Yep. We were at the grocery store. Imagine us at Hy-Vee, checking mm-hmm. out, self-checkout, so we don't have to interact with anyone. Saving big bucks on gas. Oh, huge bucks on gas. Yeah. We got our last, We got 20, 20 gallons of gas for like $18 Dang. after this trip. It was fantastic. So we're at the self-checkout. I'm bagging. She's scanning. And I filled it's up everything. Up. Uh, we're, we're pretty good at it. We switch off, too. We take turns. <laughs> That's fair. I like that. And I had just finished putting three dozen eggs into a single bag. Oh. And I looked at Kristen as she's trying to finish up, and I go, I know they advise against this, but I just put all of our eggs in one basket. (laughs) And she laughed. She (laughs) laughed at my joke. 
And she didn't even roll her eyes. She was a genuine, like, laugh, tried to stifle it in a grocery store because we're in public. That's funny. That, <laughs> of all of my jokes, got a laugh. I thought this was going to end with three dozen broken eggs. No, that would have made me sad. <laughs> I did put two dozen eggs in a plastic bag once and then drop it because I tried to carry every single bag. Mm-hmm. Sad times. Sorry, PETA. So, there it is. PETA, I'm sorry for harming animals' feelings. I will now feed two birds with one scone. It's not even that we were killing animals. It's that we were talking about the potential for an animal to be harmed in any way. Yeah. That That's another level of just PC. That's PETA PC. PETA C. <laughs> it's PPC. PPC. <laughs> Um, so that's actually all I brought to the table today. You got anything? No, I was looking through all of my old Just Buds notes. Mm-hmm. Which I'm about to go through. We have talked about some dumb stuff. Yes, we have. Um, honestly, we got a short episode this week? We could always have a short episode this week. Come back next week with more. Last week was a long one. Um, this has been in my notes for... Got to be close to two years. Let's spill it. Spill the beans. Legend of Korra. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's review Legend of Korra. This is back when we were in the truck and you had just started. Or we both had just started. And we, we kept talking about we were going to do a review, I think, of it. Never got around to Never it. Never got around to it. I would gladly go through every single episode. One per podcast. Really? Yep. Of Korra? Well... What I was going to um, suggest is maybe we make a a ranking of all the le- of uh, the Avatar seasons, and we just kind of give our favorite season next... We just make a, a one, two, three, four to seven, I think they are. Because there's four seasons of Korra? Yeah. Um, well, in that case, you can find us on Facebook at Just Buds Official. With a period? Yep. Uh, we are on Twitter at Jack underscore and underscore Jeff. There's no period in that one. Mm-mm. Uh, Instagram, I believe, is Just Buds Podcast. We don't do anything on there, so you're home f- free to follow it, I guess. Follow it. It would be a waste, but go ahead. The other two we actually post on. Yeah, same with iTunes. You can find us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and leave a very nice comment. Yeah. It would be appreciated. And honestly, it can be a bad comment, but leave a five stars. Yeah, up. Uh- Contest to see who can leave the worst comment with a five-star review. Ready, go. What does the winner get? A hat. Winner gets a shout-out. A hat and a shout-out. Yep. Okay. Um, you can If you have any business uh, inquiries, like maybe say, telling us not to do this contest, you can contest, <laughs> contact us at just4buds at gmail.com. That's, That's the, the number, number four. four. Um, our homepage is anchor.fm slash just-buds-podcast. You got it. Uh, if that's too long to remember, because clearly I can't, it's in the description of every episode. If you just click see more, uh, it's right down there. We are on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Stitcher, Twister, whatever. There's a bunch of them. Yep. I think uh, Twister's a board game. I don't know if that's a uh, podcast app. We could get our faces on that. Let's make a Just Buds Twister. Well, let's focus on yeah, dictionary. Focus on, yeah, we could do dictionary first. Uh, Although... Twister might be easier. We just buy a Twister board and just slap our faces down on it. <laughs> we just need a bunch of stickers. Yeah. And then we got to resell it. Uh, but yeah, 
We're on all those. If you find a place that we're not on that you just happen to like listening to podcasts there and nowhere else, let us know. We'll get there for you. Um, yeah, and I I don't have anything else. You got anything else? Well, I got to say thank you to Tanner and thank you to my mother. And those are for our supporters. And thank you for uh, Elmar's New York pizza because it's delicious. And no, no, I don't have. No? no? Okay. For Jeff Knightley. Here we go. This is Jack Daly. And for Jack Daly, this is Jeff Knightley. Signing, Signing off. off. Hey, Suits, fuck off. All right, we're ranking Korra. We weren't going to wait. We're just doing it now. Wait, we're ranking, are we ranking avatars too? Sorry. We're ranking avatar Okay, good, because that would have been world. a word for nothing. Yeah. Um, let's go one by one. So what's your number seven? My number seven is Korra 3. What happens in 3? Three because is, if I remember correctly, I strongly disagree with you. Three is the one with the big bads, right? Three is the harmonic co- convergence. Where the portal to the spirit world or something is going to open because all of the planets are going to be lined up. Um, No. Season two is the one where, where the North Pole and the South Pole fight... And then um, there's that big monster spirit fight. Yes, that is correct. But book three. um, Book three is with the big bad guys. Where there's an airbender bad guy, a a lava bender bad guy. a Yeah. You hated that one? I didn't hate it. Well, it's your number seven. I just didn't like it as much as the rest of them. I loved that one. I thought it was great um, action-wise, and the action got better and better throughout, and the bending was incredible. But I think they just pushed it a little bit too far with all of those, the bad guys and the harmonic conversions. I think they tried too hard. Mm. That's why. Gotcha. It was the only one that didn't feel completely natural to me. Interesting. Okay. Well, my number seven is Korra season four. I hated all the, the metal bending and the red Lotus em, em, Empress taking over bullshit. I hated that. What was, who was the Empress taking over the world? Like she was like the, basically it was like a Nazi esque thing where like oh, she yeah. slowly took over and then that people were like, wait a minute, maybe this is bad. And that was with the gigantic robot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I hated season four. That one felt, that's the one that felt unnatural to me is where there's just robots and metal benders. And I, that one I hated. I'm, I'm gonna, okay with metal benders and like the progression of it, because obviously once it's introduced, it's going to expand. I just hated that season. Yeah, that, that one felt sense. political, and I was just—I hated it. It was gross. Yeah, every show gets political at some yeah. point. Uh, your number six. Number six is number four, core four. Okay. For this very same reasons, and then uh, I saw a post one time that was making fun of you. Remember when the Fire Nation created the amphibious vehicles that could like climb, they could scale mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, "Yeah, that that's totally realistic. That could happen." And then they made the gigantic robot that ran on, like, what, one bender's power. Yeah. Special stones and whatnot. And they're like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, that was just a bad season. Uh, my number six is Avatar Season 1. Really? Yeah, it, it just, that one feels slow and, like, 
which obviously we were being introduced to the world and the characters. It just felt slow. It is. I guess it's technically a pilot. They got to have yeah. the original one. Yeah. I like it because it's the introduction, because you get to know all of the characters and you know exactly yeah, what's going to happen. And I wanted to wash that feeling away. I love the entirety of the show, but season one is a tough one to get through. It's it's a slow truck, but like I, I give it its it's grace because it has to introduce everything and like it's the reason I love the world, but it's a tough one now that I know the world to rewatch. But season one is also when they go to the air temples, is it not? Yes. That's when they figure out that like how powerful Aang is when he gets angry and his arrows light up for the first time. Yeah. So there's just important shit that happens. Yeah. And it's, uh, I just, and that was, that was your number six, number six. Yeah. Not a fan of that one. How about your number five? My number five is Cora season one. You didn't like Cora season one. That one. Uh, yeah. I mean, like when I rethink about it, it's the blood bending. This is cool. You can wipe away powers, your bending powers. That's kind of cool. But then when like, you actually think about it and you learn what happened, well, I just I don't like it. I don't like that you, it's a, you can create a blood clot in your brain and now you don't bend powers. Hmm. I, I, there's just something about that one that I just, it was it's low on my list. So we're not in agreement yet, but I think when we get to one and two, we might be. My number five, we're on number five, right? Correct, yep. My number five was Korra 2. I, oh. re- I really liked the backstory uh, and learning about where the first airbender came from mm-hmm. and like all the spirits. and. Yeah, we're not going to agree it's number one and two then. Really? Yeah. I liked that one a lot, but that, that one felt pretty slow for me. I had the same feeling as in Avatar 1 or in Korra 2 as you did in Avatar Season 1. I'm actually rearranging my list here because I had them backwards, but we haven't mentioned these numbers yet. So Okay. Number four. Number four, I had Avatar 1. Okay, why? Well, it's it's right in the middle. It's not the best season, not the worst season, but it, it, there's, like I said, important shit in there, so it yeah. can't be any lower. Uh, my number four is Korra Season 2. It, so we were pretty close on those ones. Yeah. We two, just had those two flopped. Two, I didn't like the the spiritual bullshit that was happening that bled into the rest of the seasons. I hated the end battle fight. Um, I, yeah, I just, there was, Korra season two was very bleh for me. I think they could have done better on the backstory of the Avatar. Yeah. My favorite actually part of that season is the Wan, mm-hmm. like three episode chapter. I, I really enjoyed that. And like the artistic styling of like the, it was like the Chinese um, flat 2D painting. It was fun, yeah. but I think they could have done a little better on that. Fair. Uh, my number three is Avatar season three. Really liked it. I love all of the firebending um, world that we were living in. The the hair to like, we're, we're undercover here, fitting in. Uh, understanding that all fire nation aren't bad guys that they're kind of being brainwashed i really enjoyed the entire story of it i just had two other seasons i enjoyed better i really enjoyed the season though you're not going to agree with this one number three i had cora one yeah why 
I think it was a nostalgia thing. Everything like the bending comes back and everything's brand new and mystical and mm -hmm. cool. And there's just so many different things that are introduced that it keeps your brain busy and it's just entertaining throughout. How did you feel about, so walking into Korra blind, not knowing what we know now, how did you feel about seeing the first episode and understanding that, oh, we're in like the 1950s now or the forties, I should say. I was disappointed only because I wanted more Team Avatar, mm -hmm. but I was cool with it because I I like seeing what their future would have been. I was also disappointed by the fact of like, I, I had an expectation of where I wanted this to live and like the world. And in my mind, the Avatar world doesn't have cars. And so seeing paved roads, because now like you got to think, okay, well, now we have somebody who's paving roads as a living. And like, it just felt weird going from a, an entire world that where we're all farmers and we're being progressive and making mail slot sloops and stuff to get mail through bossing say or whatever. And like, that's inventive and that's cool. But then we get into core and it's like, no, we'll just take our real world and just push it into Avatar because now we're paving roads, pushing cars, and, you know, we have angsty teens who are gambling. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, under, I understand where you're coming from. It's a cool thing to kind of come into, but when you got to look at the small things, that means that there's a mechanic somewhere who's changing tires. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to think of that in my Avatar world. Yeah, but the thing is not everyone's a bender. So yeah. people that aren't benders still need to be able to do things. Yeah. And that's how they make their living. Whereas benders, I mean, just could do it, but do it better. Yeah, but then you go into the world of like robots and mechanics in our world and like they're taking jobs away. Just have a bender pave a road. And now that uh, the 15 people that would have paved the road out of work because that one bender could just go. Fair enough. Number um, two. Number two. You want to go or me? I don't think you're going to be happy with my one and two. I don't remember which ones you said yet. So yeah. my number two is Avatar 2. Okay. Yeah, same. Avatar All right, we matched two. up on one. Yep. I think we're going to be one for seven matching up. It, it's great. Yeah. I, I love Bossing Say. I love the idea of the Dai Li controlling everything, mm -hmm. the king not being in control. There's, yep. there's, such a, there's much more of a backstory or like a... a Second storyline. There's depth to that yes, season. That's what I needed to say. Like we have an A line, but the B line is so much more in depth than whatever. And then when they crisscross, oh, you go, it's, oh shit, yeah, it's greatness. Um, the only thing I didn't really like about season two is the the tree fork kids, whatever they call themselves. Uh, and that the love story between Katara and fucking tree treeling gosling i i hated that but <laughs> but everything else about season two was phenomenal yeah plus didn't season two introduce uh, uh what's her face the cute firebender azula no uh cute firebender azula's friend oh the not firebender the oh the, the, the gymnast cheat blocker yeah yeah the what oh cheat, cheat blocker yeah. i thought you said cheat and then i didn't know what you um yeah Yep. Yeah, just everything about season two is great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Number one, what do you got? Wait, did you say you two yet? Yeah, we had yeah, the we same had the same one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> What's your number one? Number one for me is Korra season three. 
Oh. <laughs> We're the opposites. All right, explain yourself. Cora season three, I absolutely loved the... We're taking airbending and we're putting it back into the world. And some of the people who are going to get new bending powers are not going to be good people. And I really appreciated that. Um, it, I felt depth to the characters. Um, like there was clearly a backstory and the, the bad guys in that season just made it for me. Like a lot of times, see, uh, especially cartoon shows, but shows don't give weight to bad guys but they killed fuckers and they killed important people. And like this season and they didn't like turn camera or like quote unquote camera. They like showed it like you, these people are dying when he pulls the air out of the new queen's lungs and suffocates her like reverse. That's fucking cool. It's sick as shit. (laughs) That that is so creative. I love the action that the, the entirety of that season I think is perfect. I did forget that the airbenders came back in that season, but I remember thinking like the way they got their bending was kind of cheap to me. Agreed. But I think that's in in cause of season one, which season one was very low on my list. Fair. I did. I liked the camaraderie between the airbenders. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and the fact that there was a bunch of flying bison in that one. Which, I don't know if that makes sense, but if Appa's the, the last one, one, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Avatar number three. Number one. I love the fact that they were in the Fire Nation. Some of the best Sokka jokes are in Avatar season three. True. Sokka dresses as Aang's dad, which is hysterical. Yes. Um, and then learning about the Fire Nation from the inside, and then it's... Everything coming together at the end on the summer yeah. solstice was just that did it for me. Some of the greatest battle fight battles in all of Avatar are in that season, and um, the, the fact that Ang, we're allowed to spoil stuff, right? No absolutely, it's fifteen years old. The fact that Ang takes away Ozai's bending rather than killing him, yeah, perfect gigantic turtle moment, which actually gives me an even more gripe with Korra season one, like he had to get a chi blocking power from a tur from the the bending turtles where that means it's a more of a um a spiritual thing than a physical thing and quarter one makes it a physical thing where we're just putting a blood clot in your brain and now you can't bend that that was a big annoyance of mine yeah i didn't even think about that but i don't like it now yeah so ang was the only person i suppose it's fair because if you think about it Aang was originally the only person that could take away someone's bending because he was given to it, given the power by that giant turtle. Yep. Um, Toph used to be the only person that could bend metal. Yep. But then people learned how. And if you think about it, fire bending used to come from the power of the sun, but you learn when Zuko and Aang, Aang do the dragon dance that fire bending had changed and it had become. Uh, bending from anger rather than from the sun. Yep. And so bend, bending can change, and I suppose that's just like a progression of it. But, but I don't think that it, it's not a gonna it's not an explained progression. Right. Like everything that you have mentioned and what Cora has like built the world around is mentioned and shows progression. Toph being the only um, metal bender, she then learns and teaches the other Earthbenders how to bend metal and understand and feel the the minerals in everything that we're doing Nobody progression the bad guy 
Nobody taught the bad guy, but also it's a chi thing. It's a spiritual thing, not a brain thing. So when he places his hands on everybody who he um, blood clots and takes their bending away, that's not a chi or a spiritual blocking. That's his physical, now I can't think my way through a bend. And I don't, I guess that kind of works as if you have a blood clot, you might not be able to like per se move the left side of your body. It might have been... but. Uh, where it's easier for them to give Cora back her bending or give people back their bending from the blood clot than it would be to spiritually give them back their bending. So that yeah. could have been their little... Mic drop or what was that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> their little flare? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's our Easter egg. There's our Cora 1 through 7 list. You're welcome. Happy yeah. Easter. Hey, suits, fuck off.